This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Super Cop. What we need is a Super Cop. We're we're trained professionals here. Uh, Started right on time, I swear. Anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Uh, you're the Super Cop from Hong Kong. Oh, wait a minute. This pulled up Super Cop 3. I'm confused. No, yeah, you're correct. This is Police Story Three. Oh, okay. That from in that was entitled in China. That's the original title, but it was Super Cop when it was released in the states in by a different production company. The only one to do that. But then there's a Super Cop Two. So yeah, it's it's confusing. Yeah, this is Police Story Four. Probably this is like Final Fantasy all over again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this came out in 1992. Maybe. I don't know what country that happened. But 1992, uh, directed by Stanley Tong, written by Edward Tang. Uh, those are the characters, I guess. And the other writers are Phoebe Ma, Lee Wai-Yi, starring Jackie Chan, Michelle Yeoh, Maggie Chung. Uh, I don't know. A bunch of the, a bunch of the day players here for <laughs> Jackie Chan movies. Uh, a particular mm-hmm. shout out to, to Wa Yun. If I'm probably not mispronouncing that. The guy that plays Panther. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. From Kung Fu Hustle. From Kung Fu Yeah, exactly. And then most recently in uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah, he uh, looked familiar. But yeah, like, Kung, I was like, oh, yeah, it's the guy from Kung Fu Hustle. Like, yeah. Who was he in Shang-Chi? He was the old man, like the old archer. Really? He, okay, because he, he yeah. gained a lot of weight. I was like, man. Well, he's yeah, so he old, didn't, but... Yeah, but, but like I, I always, I always love the idea with, with these uh, these Hong Kong action stars. These guys are just like if you saw them on the street and you didn't know they were in a movie. They just look like some regular jabroni. Like, like they don't look like like in the U.S. Like our action stars, like they just don't look that way. Um, mm-hmm. And and I don't necessarily mean like bulked up like like Schwarzenegger or eventually like Stallone got, but like they're not they're not exactly like. <laughs> The, the stereotypical like movie star good looking kind of kind of dudes uh, and I, I always I always like that they're, they're they're all just kind of goofy looking bastards mm-hmm. agreed mm-hmm. all right well this uh, excuse me uh, Alex if it's your movie what's your history with it where did you first see it actually I won tickets to see this movie um, I was at a, the San Diego Comic Con and they had a raffle. And, you know, it was a whole theater packed full of people. So a bunch of people won tickets. But we, me and my dad had to drive back to San Diego in order to watch it. But it was a Jackie Chan movie. He's like, all right, let's, you know, let's go watch it before it gets. Uh, I don't know if this was a theatrical release or a DVD release. Because it said it came out in the States in 92. But I didn't go to my first Comic-Con until I was a sophomore. Hmm. So I think it might have been like a, a thing for a DVD release because I don't think it got a, a wide release in the U.S. in theaters. Maybe some kind of minor remaster. Maybe they cleaned up some of the 
Dubbing is who knows. Yeah, yeah. They got the THX uh, VHS box, <laughs> the special editions. But well, yeah, one, it was super cool. One thing I was gonna add. So super cop when um, Rumble in the Bronx came out. It felt like they were re-releasing a bunch of Jackie Chan. Like, okay, America knows about Jackie Chan now. Rumble Rocks was successful. Now they're mm-hmm. re-releasing stuff over here. Is maybe that what happened here? Or Yeah, it could have been. Because I remember seeing movies and I would tell my friends, oh, yeah, I saw that movie like 10 years ago. <laughs> or something like, oh, it just came out <laughs> in the theaters the other day. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're re-releasing it in America. Huh. But we've, you know, we've known about it. We've watched it, you know, a long time ago. Well, so. we, well he did have mm-hmm. the one Western movie that he that he made that, that bombed. Rhinestone. Uh, what? Rhinestone? I don't think it was Rhinestone. No. Um, I forget the name of it, but yeah, it didn't didn't do well, and he was yeah, like kind of like Shanghai something, wasn't it? Shanghai. Quick and the Dead. No, no, no. Well, no, no. He did, but you know, like yeah, he did the literal Western. I, I meant like with a Western production company, like a U.S. movie that he starred in. Um, that a didn't Rush do Hour. Well. No, 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 no. no. This, <laughs> is, this is this is way before. This is like around the same time that that Super Cup. Oh, okay, okay. Um, although I, I guess know. Rush Hour wasn't that long after. <laughs> the first rush hour wasn't that long after this, um, but uh, anyway, yeah, he like bombs. So he kind of doubled down on the the Hong Kong stuff, and like supposedly, like reading through the trivia, Super Cop is supposed to be kind of reference to that, like just kind of some sour grapes about <laughs> his, his previous like work in the in the U.S. But uh, hmm. I don't know. Let me ask you guys a couple questions. Um, did it feel to you? I, I don't know how close attention you're paying, but did it feel like mm-hmm. the opening credits were tacked on for this version that we watched, and not what was released in Hong Kong? They felt weird. Yeah, and long. Yeah, that it, the same same thing goes for the soundtrack. Like, I had a hard time believing that the soundtrack was what they made for the Hong Kong version, <laughs> but I could be wrong about that. I don't. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Anyways, well, I guess I'll go next. And I don't, this could have been the first time I've seen it or the second time. Like I said, I remember when I discovered Jackie Chan, it was later, it was around Rumble the Bronx time. And I was going, I loved it. I watched, I started going to all those movies that came out. And like I said, friends were telling me, oh no, these are old movies. And I mean, I love Jackie Chan movies, but I couldn't tell you what really happens. And they're all kind of the same thing. I'm, I'm watching them for the fun of the exact action, not the plot. So, None of this seemed familiar to me, so this could have been the first time or it could have been the second time, but I don't know. There it is. It's, the name sounded familiar when you guys said it, so maybe I have. Alex. I mean, sorry, Scott. Um, yeah, I think this is the first time that I ever sat down to watch it from beginning to end. Um, you know, I, I kind of knew about the the motorcycle stunt, um, but not never really watched it as close as I did for the for the podcast um yeah this is really my, my first time seeing I've, I've seen a bunch of Jackie Chan movies um this is probably in the like the one of the most popular ones the most popular it's, it's hard to say like you mentioned Rumble in the Bronx um but yeah I, I, I don't know if you're ranking his movies this is on the, the top end I'm, I'm sure even though this is like the third movie in a in a series mm-hmm yeah. First Strike may be the one that I'm thinking of that I saw. I'm looking at his list right now. 
I don't even anyway. remember what happens in first strike. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, as usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, Alex, what's your number seven? Uh, oh, shit. What did I write down here? Oh, <laughs> I watched this movie a while ago now. It was a rental. And uh, this my number seven is Terrible Remix. What am I talking about? <laughs> I can't. I can't. It must have been one of the songs. Yeah. The, Do you guys remember a ter- terrible remix of a song? The, is that what you're talking about, Scott? Yeah. There was a rap song like right in the middle of the movie. Like yeah, I, me- I kind of remember that. Um, I don't remember what it was though. Okay. It just felt very. It felt very out of place though. Yeah. Because I remember my number seven was. Uh, something else and then yeah later on in the movie I was like oh I gotta put this on there so I guess that was it I can't remember what that <laughs> terrible song was but it must have been awful what's the goddamn lethal weapon song super you're a super cop <laughs> you were a regular cop <laughs> but now you're a super cop <laughs> This would have been like at the tail end of that too. Yeah, the, the last hurrah for that kind of music. <laughs> mm-hmm. All now, right, if uh, it was the, the Zorro rap, I think I would have put that at the top. <laughs> um, I'll go next. Uh, my number seven would be um, the prison break scene at the beginning when he's breaking Panther out. And just running up that steep hill was just making me laugh. I don't know. I was just enjoying <laughs> yeah. Jackie tired. Chan chasing him the whole yeah. Thing. yeah, and it made me tired too watching it and just oh. I don't know. Just that that part, the little coal mine or whatever the whole yeah, they were doing coal, right? Is that what they were doing as a punishment? Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Watching Jackie Chan chase up that thing was pretty damn funny. He is very got very good physical comedy timing when it comes to that kind of stuff. Not only just the fighting. All right. Uh, Scott, number seven. Uh, my number seven is this. <laughs> you guys are talking about the the story and the plots for different Jackie Chan movies. The plot for this is nuts, even for a Jackie Chan movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, they, and there's some weird stuff in here, too. Like, they it, – it, it's, it's kind of interesting – uh, that they keep making reference to the fact that that Hong Kong is still not a part of, of mainland China because uh, that didn't happen until 1997. Um, you know, kind of forgot that was a like that that was had that happened around that time. Um, you know, obviously there's still a lot of issues around that now, uh, but they keep making reference to that um, about how you know everybody's comrade. <laughs> you know, they, uh, Michelle Yeoh's character is, is a part of the, the RPC. Um, but yeah, just him going undercover and then, then all of a sudden them like faking the, everybody in the town knows them, at least in that, well, that section of the town. Um, the, uh, the villain's plan I still haven't, I, I couldn't figure that one out. Like, just to start a gunfight in the middle of a, an army camp seemed to be his plan. I didn't, didn't quite get that. Um, just the, the well, kidnapping. He wanted of his, to be the only buyer of the drugs. Yeah, yeah his, 
he happens to be at the, the same hotel as his girlfriend. Um, yeah, that was ridiculous. That's an honorable mention for me. Yeah. yeah. There's always the, the the girlfriend uh, kerfuffle. <laughs> do they set up that she's might be there or no? Like They do set like, up that she's going to be out of town. I think they mentioned that, but yeah, I didn't even recognize her because they like all of a sudden they're they're in Malaysia and they're doing close ups on the tour guides. I'm like, why are they doing close ups on the tour guides? Yeah, that's the only reason I knew it was. Her. Like, I'm like, I, and then and then they cut to the pool and they showed her again. I'm like, oh okay, it's it's okay. I know I get it, but yeah, I did not recognize her because <laughs> we hadn't seen her for like. Like forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and you only see her for like two minutes at the beginning. So yeah, like... yeah, it happens real quick. Um, yeah, just the, this whole weird undercover show. Yo, straight up like snipes evil. <laughs> uh, the God, I could go on. The I do not remember another movie where Jackie Chan murders a bunch of people like this. Yeah, like that was weird to me. Uh, yeah, that's higher on my list too. Um, Cause he's a super guy. Yeah, he's a super yeah. guy. I, I, I did think it was funny that they went out of their way to like he could only kill like super corrupt. Like I, I, I don't know if they were the Chinese or Burmese or whatever their like army, but like he couldn't like kill regular <laughs> like army dudes. They go other way to civilians. Yeah, they go other way to get super super evil. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just. None of the none of this made sense to me, <laughs> even for even for Jackie Chan movie. Um, so like, just get that out of the way. All right, Alex, number six. My number six is that scene where he goes back to town and he has no idea <laughs> that everybody's playing along. Fu Shang is back. Everybody said that was great. He's just wandering around town. It's oh yo, oh, where's your house? Oh yeah, it's over. It's over here somewhere, just a little further. <laughs> That kid finally goes, is like, oh, Fushang, hey. Like, what? They're asking him where the bathroom it's, is. And he's like, oh, just go that way. Just piss yeah. anywhere. And then, yeah, and then the, <laughs> the Panther's like, oh, yeah, that's how they do it out here in the country. Yeah, it's yeah. in the countryside. Just, like, what? yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's a great big toilet out here. That was yeah. just funny. And then him trying to catch up to everything. And it's like, why wouldn't they just tell him that this was part of the plan? Because he's a super cop. Yeah, I guess he's a super cop. He should have figured it out. All right. Oh, well, That's my it. number my number six is Panther is pretty dumb. Like, he falls. <laughs> he is not suspicious at all. Like, Well, he saved oh, his life. Yeah, he saved his life. He just, just got in there and just saved his life. And then... Yeah. And then he goes, who, where, 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 I don't know where to go. Who are these people? I don't know. Which one's your wife? Oh, I don't know. Oh, there she, oh, no, wait, it's not my wife. It's my sister. Like, <laughs> And then, yeah, his, his older brother, I forgot the name of Panther's older brother, but he's like, you Chai- idiot. Chaibot. Yeah, Chaibot. Yeah, Chai you Bot. idiot. These guys are cops or whatever. They're, they're spies. And he's, they're like, no. And then <laughs> they disarm them instantly. And they're like, oh, no, okay, it's cool because he... Knew there was fake bullets. He, he, whatever. I forgot what he said. Like, yeah, there's no bullets in that gun. I don't know. I just thought uh, Panther specifically was pretty dumb. <laughs> I love the character. He was fun, but he was dumb. <laughs> just because we're talking about the the guy's house, honorable mention to them. Stop, stop me if you have this on your list. But the guy that gets drowned in the swimming pool. And then the guys in the, sp- the swimmers just show up and help out. Yeah, they drown the guy and they just leave him in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just like it's like the bouncers doing it, and then just out of nowhere, like just two people hanging out in the pool decide to get in on this murder action <laughs> and like, hold them uh, down. I'll put down my mai tai for a second here to go take care of this guy. <laughs> yeah, I I was a little disappointed. I recognized the guy from uh, Drunken Master, who's the main villain in that. Is what he was one of the goons. I guess he he was like oh okay one of like Jackie Chan's like bodyguard in real life or something also, but. Like, yeah, here he was just a goon. He was also one of the guys with the bazookas. But I don't think we ever saw him fight anybody. Oh, was that him? He was wearing those big aviator glasses. Yeah, they, they had the, the Miami Vice, like, <laughs> jackets and everything. That guy. One of those guys, yeah. All right. Was that your number six, Scott, or no? That was Alex's. Yeah, no. Okay, so oh, no, no, Alex already it? did his. Oh, sorry. I already did mine. So oh, is this oh, your number oh, six? Or my, no? my number six, just real oh. quick. The boat chase. I think that whole thing was just an honorable mention to the pool guy. Yeah. The the the, the boat uh they, they get in the boat chase. So they, they take the boat outside of the other boat. I didn't quite yeah. understand that, but the boat had like seven outboard motors on it. Like I was, <laughs> was yeah. super fast. I was baffled. Like what like what the fuck is that? Like <laughs> is knew, that a real thing? They knew thing? a couple were gonna get shot up. You gotta have extras. I'm like, is yeah. that is that a real thing? Like I don't I don't even know how that would work like do they have like propellers on poles they didn't like slash into each other like it didn't like from an engineering standpoint it didn't seem very sound (laughs) certainly certainly not economical Um, they're barely missing each other but they they certainly didn't seem to be like that much faster than anything I mean, honestly, but what other vehicle could you just go hey well it's not fast enough well put another engine in it I don't know uh, what other mode of transportation could you say that about? Yeah, I, I was utterly enthralled by this like <laughs> this normal. It wasn't even like like a speedboat or anything. Just normal boat <laughs> with like yeah. seven outboard motors on it. Like it would have been thingy. hilarious if we'd saw him like starting each one like <laughs> one at a time. That would have been the best scene to ever make its way into a film. But uh, anyway, yeah. The, the the boat. Hmm. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is yeah, Jackie Chan gunning people down. Which yeah, it was a shock to me. It was like, what? <laughs> what is going on? Jackie Chan doesn't do this. Yeah, he shoots people, but he, he doesn't. You know, mostly it's like, oh, the gun gets knocked out of my hand, and I got to do like some triple monkey backflips to try and get it back. But in the end, he just kicks a guy in the face and that's it. So yeah, he runs around. It's like, uh, it's kind of like Commando. He kind of just holds down the trigger and waves the gun around and he kills a bunch of people. The one guy <laughs> that he had dead in his sights, he only shoots up his arm. Uh, yeah. I, it's It was disconcerting, but, mm-hmm. you know, at least we're not seeing, like, I don't know, Obi-Wan do the same thing. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> he's not Batman. He doesn't have a Jack Chan doesn't have a uh, a no kill clause. He just yeah. prefers not to. So uncivilized. All right. Uh, my number five is yeah the attack, the whole battle or attack at the um 
with the drug lord and everything. And he's like, but I, was, I liked it better the first time when this was commando and it was just one guy. That totally <laughs> what it reminded me of. Just rocket launchers galore, these little shacks exploding, the guys flipping off camera and just everything about it. I was like, yeah, this is commando except with more people. I loved it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, or sorry, Scott, number five. Uh, okay, so number five. Um, I I think each of us could have easily just put like the stunts in total, um, but I I tried to break them up here. Um, mm-hmm. But also for for a Jackie Chan movie, in general, I I wasn't as into the fights as as in some of his other ones, like in and of themselves. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I mean they're, they're still fun. They're still good, but like, not like nothing compared to like, like again, who am I? Like some of the fights in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the the train fight I think is the the one standout here. Um, with you know, it combo combo of like crazy stunts and um, just the the scene of fighting on top of the train like that. Um, so there, there have been other train fights since. Uh, I'm sure that it, it wasn't the very f- first time, but uh, um, yeah, just, just a lot of cool stuff. The, the stuff going overhead that they would have to duck. Um, then having the the helicopter on top of the train <laughs> uh, with, the, with the props still kind of going. I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, you saw in the outtake how when he swings around on the... I don't know, whatever the the old timey train. Yeah, the water, the water thing. Yeah, whatever the hell that was supposed to be, like how he how he clips the helicopter in one of the outtakes. <laughs> oh, jeebus! <laughs> just, just hanging there, yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, they 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 were doing some some really cool stuff there. So yeah, the train fight. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is the jailbreak. Uh, I love that whole sequence and it just it kept going and that was great because uh, I, I kept wanting to see more like of their antics going through like from the very start where they tell the guy tells Panther, OK, now and he jumps into the thing and then they throw coal on top of him to hide him a little bit more. That was cool. And then, oh, man, that first tackle that Jackie has on the guard on top, that was such a cool move uh, to get him off. Uh, yeah, them running up the hill, <laughs> just getting absolutely exhausted. <laughs> like they can't do it anymore. That was great. And then uh, finally going, it's like there's supposed to be a bridge here, and they had the uh, zip line all the way down. It was a cool sequence. A lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number four is. I'm sure this is in all Jackie Chan movies, but I noticed it more in this one. Is that is no uncle? one can just get into a car or a motorcycle. You got to jump into it. You have to land on it. You, <laughs> it's and it just cracked me up, and it's awesome at the same time. So, yeah. especially when he got in that little red car, and he just like just you know runs up the back and just slides right in. Huh. Awesome. And then I think she did it too on the motorcycle. Did some crazy to get to mount the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Although I will say her the stunt of her getting on the motor, on the train was pretty crappy. That was what you can tell. I mean, no, like if, if we're gonna touch up on, touch on this, is uh, you can tell that there was a different stunt woman that did a jump probably over the train to get that <laughs> yeah. you know to cut it in the middle. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm certain Michelle Yeoh was on the motorcycle when it landed on the train, but that was guided by wires. Sure. The Michelle Yeoh shot, at least. I don't know if there's some shots of her actually jumping over the train also and stuff, just but they didn't show it in the movie or it I, got cut so, out. So I have more to say about this, but I, I agree that like you see in the outtakes, like overshooting the train. I don't think that's her. I think you're right about that. Yeah. But but I do think she's making a jump onto the train, like <laughs> at some yes. point. Guided and, by and, wires. And we well, yeah, we'll talk more about that. Yeah. All right, well, that, that's my number four. So, Scott, number four. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was very impressed with some of the stunt work in this movie. Um, the So, my number four is, is one of these stunts, and it's Michelle Yeoh uh, when she jumps off the back of the truck, or the top of the truck, onto the hood of the convertible. Um, oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I actually rewatched that because I was like, was that actually her? And it was like <laughs> it was actually her doing that, yeah. and then you see in the outtakes that they flub it the first off. time, and yeah. you see all these cars falling that have to like slam on the brakes, and that's just so insane to me that you you almost murder the <laughs> the main actress in the movie, lead actress in the movie, you know, just the the cars, and then the poor like crew guy. I don't I thought he was a stunt guy, but. Who also falls off because he's like trying to help her, and like, I I think he like smacks his head against the pavement when he falls. Mm. Like, it it was yeah the whole thing was brutal, um, and then she did it again and like <laughs> and then they got it, um, but yeah she and she, you know she, it's just insane. We'll talk more about Michelle Yeoh later, but I, I thought that that stunt was insane and just from a meta standpoint, like the fact that she's not like uber stunt woman doing that doing that stuff uh and pulling it off is is, is nuts to me so yeah, it's been number four mm-hmm. agreed all right yeah that Alex one was three. to me more impressive than the motorcycle jump yeah i agree uh number three is i was surprised that this movie was rated r because it still had that you know that fun light-hearted breezy quality that almost every jackie chan movie has uh but there's some harsh stuff but it's it's like I kind of forgot about it. it. Gets overshadowed by you know just Jackie Chan and this being an overall really fun movie. I guess the a lot of murder, um, the drugs mm-hmm. maybe that bumped it up. I don't uh, maybe know. it's like there's no boobies. I don't think you actually ever see any drugs though, right? They just talk about it. No, you just talk about it, and they don't even talk about drugs. I mean. They talk about the fields and stuff. Oh, no, they're 100% no, talking no, about yeah, heroin. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, I'll buy your opium shit like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what the golden <laughs> triangle is. That's. <laughs> uh, yeah. You said no boobies. Was it? We did some kung fu movies earlier. I don't know if it was this where they just had <laughs> random the, scenes. Return of the uh, Return, Return of the Dragon, Dragon yeah. with Bruce Lee. Oh, it was Bruce Lee. Had, okay. Yeah, the scene <laughs> that the call girl, like the random. Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. It was the same thing with End of the Dragon, too. It was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So it was Bruce Lee, not Jackie Chan. No. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, my number three is the train sequence. All that stuff was, you know, as all the stunts are, or stunt scenes, I'll say, in general, are good. That one kind of stood out to me the most with everything with the helicopter. And I was going to say, like, that's kind of a similar scene in 
was it the first Mission Impossible movie? But this was first and better, less CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Red light, green with light, the helico- with the helicopter chasing the train and all that stuff. But yeah, um, really good. Honorable mention to the one stunt where Jack. I'm pretty sure it was still Jackie, just dangling from the from the rope in the helicopter. But they're like swinging him around like one of those giant like Mexican. <laughs> like swings like the oh los voladores where they're hanging by their feet no no just like well I guess I don't know if it's Mexican necessarily but they're usually like Mexican themed like they have one in California Adventure where you sit in the chair and it's, it's like hanging my chains oh those like, uh, regular swings yeah yeah but he's oh, okay. like but like, yeah, he's getting momentum. Like, <laughs> like in one of those, a couple of those shots. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that usually don't they usually don't look like that. So I thought that was cool. Anyway, yes. All right, uh, Scott, number three. Uh, my number three. Um, it it was it was kind of a quick stunt, um, and it didn't have a lot of the kind of. I don't know the right word to put to it fanfare um but there there was a stunt where when they're breaking the woman out of the the police truck where jackie uh is is trying to stop the truck from backing into the convertible um Mm -hmm. or the police car or whatever it was and at the very last second he jumps back and kind of rolls over the hood and then the truck like smashes the the whole front end of the car, like there there wasn't no do over for that stunt. Like <laughs> like maybe, maybe the camera angle or there was an edit there that made it like look look that way. But if he had not jumped, he would have been dead. Like like that was a one 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 like one chance only. Once in a lifetime. Yeah, once in a lifetime. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's kind of a blink if you miss it kind of moment. Um, yeah, that, that one kind of wowed me. Cause I was like, he, it wasn't like, oh, if they mess up the stunt, then they're in trouble. Like that, that was the case, but there, there was like, there's nowhere for him to go. Like he either cleared it or he gets like, at best case scenario is he gets like, he, like a leg completely smushed, like never to be used again. Like there, there's, mm-hmm. there, there's no middle ground there. All right. I think I remember what you're talking about. And I, I actually, I think because it, it reminded me of what happened to the the Star Trek actor. I remember like, it, it sounds like it wasn't that, you got pinned between a car and a wall, right? And the car was just rolling and it's still destroyed. Oh yeah, what, wasn't that his, uh, his, the, he forgot to put on like the emergency brake or something and the car just rolled downhill oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and pinned him yeah. to yeah, that, uh, brake and, mailbox. Yeah, and Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. And so, yeah, I took that. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Scott. Um, all right. Uh, Alex, number two. My number two is, and I'm really glad <laughs> I made it to, to my Michelle Yeoh <laughs> so I could say this joke before Scott does. And she was doing some Michelle Yeoman's work in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> <slow> nice. pass. <laughs> but, yeah, she was excellent. In this movie, um, all her fight scenes, that scorpion kick that she pulls off in the middle of a fight. That was great. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, that stunt where she got thrown uh, onto the convertible was awesome. 
Um, she was her, doing she was doing crazier shit than he was in this movie. Yeah, she. I think she she was the the stunt person, the the top stunt person in this movie. I, um, I, I love when she snaps out the the crane pose for no reason <laughs> in the middle of that one fight. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, that was cool. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, she, was, she matched Jackie's ener- acting energy with everything. She was a good, like, uh, you know, choice all around for this film to be like uh, uh, Jackie Chan's partner. Yeah. Do you think that crane pose was like a uh, Westerners, like this Karate Kid movie? We'll throw one of these in there. I, I, yeah, I think it was a joke pose for like, because yeah. it was meant to be funny. And then he does it at the end on top of the train, too, to like distract the Yeah. It was just it was just awesome the way that she did it though like the way she snapped into it um, yeah but, uh, also yeah, that she's kick it was awesome yeah this the double kick and then yeah, the double kick like Alex said she does the scorpion kick mm-hmm. um, which is always fucking rad <laughs> yeah um, also she's barely aged a day since this movie by the way <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> she's got some good genes yeah mm-hmm. um. All right. Well, my number two is uh, Jackie Chan. Um, that's because Michelle Yeoh is my number one. Because I, as to agree with you guys, I think she was better than Jackie in this movie. But Jackie Chan was awesome as usual. His charismatic self, his fighting skills, his stunts—it's awesome. I mean, you... yeah, that's it. That's all you can say. It's Jackie Chan. It's my number two. <laughs> he does. He looks like kind of like a weirdo in the beginning of the movie, though. <laughs> just want to say yeah that. okay what parts like oh maybe the banter between him and Michelle Yeoh um was weird oh you're dude. pretty lady oh yeah yeah, you're pretty yeah. Lady. yeah okay <laughs> I, I did I did also laugh when they're like I think the intention was to show that he was a super cop a super cop yes like a kind of a badass <laughs> when he shows up on the motorcycle wearing all denim <laughs> yep so he had a couple color coordinated outfits in this movie by the way I, I think it's, a, it's very much a Jackie Chan thing mm-hmm. uh, alright uh, Scott number two uh, number two is the motorbike on the train um, so I, I think I love it more just because it was actually her doing it and she's clearly not like, like at least according to trivia like she, she wasn't, you know, she had to learn how to ride the bike for this. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually jumping it at some point, even guided by wires. Like they're they're not having Scarlett Johansson do that shit. Like yeah, <laughs> um, you know that alone is impressive. The other thing too is this is clearly the the inspiration for the that line in Kill Bill, um, where Kill Bill Volume Two. Where uh, the bride tells Bill, like, I would have jumped uh, like a a motorcycle onto a train for you, like as a, as a reference to this movie. Mm. Um, so I, I couldn't help but think about that. And I, I, I imagine like the Beatrix character in some level um, was was inspired by Michelle Yeoh in this movie. Um, yeah, just I, again, just it's probably more meta than the, than the stunt itself. I think. Um, well, the stunt itself is still pretty cool, um, even if there was wire work and multiple cuts and a different uh, stunt writer. Um, but 
yeah, I, I was like uh, really uh, impressed with it. So that's my number two. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number one. My number one is the fight choreography. I actually really liked it. I couldn't pick one single fight that was um, like a standout. Uh, everything was great. Most of them were, you know, Michelle Yeoh taking dudes out when she jumps, when, you know, Jackie and Panther are captured at the restaurant and she breaks them out from their uh, uh, chair handcuffs. That was weird. Um, I guess if they don't, they were off duty cops and you don't have handcuffs, you just use chairs. Yeah. I didn't understand uh, that. <laughs> yeah, they just wrapped around the hands. I guess. Yeah. That was cool. Um, but the Jackie Chan fight that I really did like was <laughs> when he was at the training facility uh, with the other, you know, police officers and they got their number one guy to fight against them. That whole fight was great. It was funny. And then he <laughs> abruptly just like, oh, wait, wait, let's, uh, let's take a break. What's this over here? <laughs> he just spins on the wheel all the way out. I did that. Classic. I'm like, I don't know why those wheels are there, but I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know Jackie's going on with those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chekhov's, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the hell they call it. Yeah. Chekhov's Ac- hamster acrobat, wheel. Acrobat yeah. wheel, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, you know what the, the, the best fighting move, though, in the entire movie was? It wasn't Scorpion Kick. And it wasn't the double kick that Michelle Yeoh does. It was it was when Michelle Yeoh does the triple vag kick <laughs> to that one woman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <fighting. laughs> uh, that that ah, was probably geez. my biggest laugh in the entire movie. <laughs> well, she's a fan like, of uh, uh, Run 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 Ronnie uh, Run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah avoiding using the C right here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah the triple vag kick. <laughs> uh, all right well my number one i already said it is michelle yo i thought she was the best in this movie uh that double kick was freaking awesome especially the camera angle on it and everything about it she was just she was badass in this mm-hmm. um yeah she's got i don't even know why they needed jackie chan in this movie or you know his character in this movie she just did everything like she's there the whole time like like Scott said, the premise of this movie—I don't know. What's why do they call him a super cop? What the? Why did he need to come from Hong Kong too? What's going on here? <laughs> well, we should watch the other two police story movies, and maybe we'll find out. Maybe, yeah. But anyway, yeah, she's badass in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott, number one. Everyone is is Michelle Yeoh. Also, I was, I was not expecting, like her to, to be on the this level in this movie um you know i've seen documentaries about kung fu movies and stuff more specifically about jackie chan and you know they always touch upon like the different women he's, he's had in his movies um and you know like michelle yo always kind of gets mentioned as like like the not necessarily the best one but like the one that was keeping up with him and you know i I thought in some of that was always lip service because it's Jackie Chan, right? Like, no disrespect to Michelle Yeoh. But, like, seeing this movie, I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> like she's, she's, like, nuts. Like, some of the stuff that she's doing. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny that, like, in interviews, she's talking about it now. And she's just like, oh, yeah, like, I, I did this thing. Like, <laughs> like it was no big deal. Like, it, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, any honorable mentions? You guys already named mine. With I just thought it was weird that the girlfriend happened to be there. Yeah, yeah there's always the uncle. Yeah, he's uncle, always in his movies. Uncle. uncle, it's me, your uncle. Oh, what are you doing here, uncle? Well, that's another thing I didn't understand was like they tricked Jackie into wanting to do this. So, like the commissioner, or whatever, was just, or so the uncle was just pretending they didn't want Jackie to do it. To make Jackie want to do it, or Kevin, <laughs> this is Kevin. Yeah, oh, yeah, Kevin. Uh, to make Kevin, Kevin want to do it, like I didn't understand that at all. Like of all yeah, the things, like things I didn't understand in this movie, that was the thing I understood the least was like how his uncle and this guy were in cahoots to get Jackie to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh yeah, I found out that the it was. I don't think the crappy remix that I was talking about. Was this song, but Devo actually performed and wrote the Super Cop title theme. <laughs> okay. So this is weird. Yeah. But that one I kind of like. But yeah, there's. I might have to rewatch this movie just so I can remind myself of this terrible remix. Your love is like a Super Cop. <laughs> super Cop. All right, well, let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. Alex? I'm going to give this a five. Okay. Uh, I still like this movie a lot. It's not my favorite Jackie Chan movie, but it's up there. It's like one of the, like, I would say it's one of my top five. It's a five because it's number five on my top five Jackie Chan list. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to number five for me as well. Liked it. I don't know if I have to see it. I mean, I'd see it again. If it was on, I'd watch it. But I could, just, once again, wouldn't tell you what the hell was going on. <laughs> I just want to see the, the, them two fight and do cool stunts. So mm-hmm. that uh, number five for me. Scott. Uh, also five, like like you guys have said, not my favorite Jackie Chan. Uh, there, again, are some rad stunts here. Um, and it's, it, Michelle Yeoh is definitely worth the price of the of a rental, I guess, now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Three bucks. Go check it out. Yep. And with that, it's time for a crossover topic, which is what, Alex? (laughs) Well, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this on honorable mentions. But, yeah, that helicopter, once it got busted on the train, it sounds like it had a bad motivator. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I was wondering why you kept talking about that. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sound effect, a Star Wars sound effect. Okay. But we'll save that crossover list for another list and this one is our top five favorite uncles uncle in media and and whatnot not like in real life because uncle hector numero uno (laughs) all right well what's your number five uh my number five is actually somebody that you'd never see in this cartoon i don't think but it is uncle james from the cartoon (laughs) james bond jr Hmm. It's like almost every episode, James Bond Jr. is having a conversation with his Uncle James. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's a whole subreddit that's called, hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that show. Yeah. James Bond Jr. talks to his Uncle James. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. My number... F- my number five, I, I had to choose 
something from a TV show. Um, and I guess I had to choose one of the uncles from Full House. And I'm going with Uncle Joey because he made me laugh when I was a kid. He did weird voices. You know, I can't speak. I can't speak. Whatever. Cut it out. <laughs> Jack <Jekyll>. so, Yeah. <laughs> so, that, that was, Jeff, can I just say that that was dead on? <laughs> uh-huh. I used to be able to do it better. Mine was awful, yeah, too. Better than mine. Anyway, Uncle mm-hmm. Joey from Full House. I, I fully my... agree with that one, Jeff. Like, like, who gives a shit about Uncle Jesse and 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 the dad? Like, <laughs> you just heard a million women screech at you, Scott. <laughs> yep. I'm all right because I saw Uncle Jack said at the Beach Boys concert, and every single time he put his face on the big screen, I, I saw a a gif, got a little damp in the audience. Saw a gif of him <laughs> pop up the other day in the Sploosh. in my Reddit feed. In the the Reddit subreddit took too much. <laughs> he's, he's sitting somewhere and he cannot sit still. Like he is clearly a little antsy for for reasons. Cocainum. Cocainum. <laughs> All right. What's your number five, Scott? Uh, number five. I'm probably stealing one from Alex here, but. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, the SNL update Drunk Uncle. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. Oh, I did like Drunk Uncle. Uh, who who never gets a name, I think. Uh, <sighs> no, but, he's just yeah. Drunk Uncle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it was a funny bit. It's a funny character. Um, like, we, we've. We all know, if, if if not necessarily a a drunk uncle, maybe a drunk aunt, your family, or just a drunk friend, maybe uh, that yeah. it's drunk. Maybe they get a little more inappropriate than they should be. Um, but uh, yeah, this is like for me a, <laughs> a slightly like it's a good thing we only have to do this like in Thanksgiving and Christmas kind of kind of thing but uh, yeah the drunk uncle SNL so Adam's kids call me drunk old Jeff (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Alex number uh, four my number four is from one of the best cameos Uh, I wouldn't even say cameo just a guest star that appeared on The Simpsons, and that's Danny DeVito as Unky Herb from The Simpsons. Okay, that's a good one. I, I yeah. thought about that that's one. a good one. Yeah. Damn it. But I, I thought he wasn't like officially an uncle, but I guess he is. Yeah, Unky Herb. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about the Unky Herb part. <laughs> so we're going to go see this bastard part. Well, that's what he is, isn't he? <laughs> bastard, 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 bastard. <laughs> All right, uh, my number four <laughs> is technically not an uncle, but I had to put it on here just because they say his name as Uncle Bob, and that would be the T-800 from T-2 <laughs> being referred to as Uncle Bob. Son of a bitch. By John Connor. Ah, oh, damn it. That's good. I should have had that one. <laughs> Uncle Bob. Okay, whatever. Okay. Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob. <laughs> There's a cheat, but I had to put it on there. Scott, what's your number four? Uh, I guess I have a lot of TV ones on here. Um, number four is Uncle Phil from the Fresh oh, Prince damn. of Bel Air. Uncle Phil's good. Uh, who, who of this list is probably the 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 best of my uncles as far as like 
<laughs> like actually being a good uncle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a, it's great. Uh, every, um, was it every Brooks, every Johnson. I was his name. He's with the guy from D Space Nine. Uh, James Avery, right? No, fuck. Look this up real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew this like when I wrote it down earlier. Um, James well, Avery, you, yes. You didn't write it down, which is why you had to look it up. Um, so, uh, yeah, James Avery here. Um, as great as the straight man, but but also um, when he needed to be uh, like, you know, warm and compassionate and sometimes he had to be a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was some uh, great work there. Yeah, so Uncle Phil. Nice. All right, Scott. I mean, Alex, number three. My number three is one of the old timers, probably one of the first uncles that I saw on television. And this was <laughs> back when color was, uh, uh, well, the reruns were in black and white. And that would be Uncle Fester. Thought about that. Did not add it. Nice. Yeah. As a kid, I it's used to watch a ton, ton of reruns. What's a rerun? <laughs> So which uncle or which version? You like the Christopher Lloyd or the original TV version better? I I gotta say Christopher Lloyd better because okay. he yeah in the show he was funny but he was more of a side character and I really like that they made him like the main character pretty much in uh, both movies really um, and Christopher Lloyd just brought him to life like perfectly in in both cases yeah okay. Um, on to my number three, and that would be Tio Salamanca from Breaking Bad. So there you go. Okay. Tio Salamanca. I forgot, uh, what is, what is his name? Took me a while to realize that Tio means uncle in Spanish, and that's not his real name. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for hermano. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, not Gus, because Gus is the other one. Shit. Hector. Hector Salamanca, but they all call him T.O. because he's, you know, anyway, you guys don't watch the show, so you don't know, but he's he's a really good bad guy. He's a guy in the wheelchair if you've seen the commercials and stuff and ringing oh, okay. the bell. Um, That's it. And, uh, that's my number three. Scott. Uh, number three is also Uncle Fester. Um, yeah, I'll also go with, with Christopher Lloyd because I don't remember the show as nearly as well. All right. So I think... I don't know. I think mine would be the show just because I remember watching it a lot with my mom and dad when I was a kid. So fond memories of that, but probably mm-hmm. Christopher Lloyd. I don't mm-hmm. know. All as right. Alex, as, number two. Yeah. As far as Fesser goes anyways. Uh, yes. Number two might be the worst uncle in all of our lists. And that would be Scar from the Lion King. That's a good one. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Oh, so good. That's good. Did I ever tell you that I was at my brother's house watching Lion King for the first time with his <laughs> daughter? So my my niece, I'm her uncle, and she's watching it the whole time. I'm sitting there like, God, not all uncles are like this, I swear. Circle <laughs> of um, super kind. Yeah. Uh, my number two is the uncle that gives Peter Parker the words of wisdom, Uncle Ben. And he makes uh, a mean bowl of rice. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. 
And I don't know which version of, I like better, like of the movies. Like, was it uh, Michael Douglas or the, the guy in the original? I think they're both pretty good. I'll probably give it to the one from the original just because that was kind of the, my introduction to all that. Because I didn't. Michael I Douglas. Mean, I I read the comics, but I didn't know the whole the backstory at that point. It was just a couple, you know, he was just Spider-Man. So I think that might be the first I one. I think you're thinking of Martin Sheen. Sorry, you're right. I do. I get those guys. <laughs> it was like he was an Ant Man. Yeah, just, yeah, you're right. Just because we're we're talking nerdy about this, I, you know, I, I have to go with uh, with Ant Man with the uh, Marissa Tomei on this one. Oh like, hell yeah! Of, mm-hmm. of the three, um, I mean, obviously, That's true. Obviously, she gets a lot more screen time <laughs> than the other ones, so you mm-hmm. get to know her a little more. But uh, easy on the eyes. And she's got a little Mercer Tomei thing going. Yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, when we do top ants, maybe yeah, we'll put yeah, yeah. Anime oh, in there. Yeah, yeah, number one. Yeah, <laughs> man. But has uh, uh, I don't think we've gotten to the point as like an Alfred, right? For Uncle Ben's. What? You know what? how? What are you asking? No, that there's a like a ton of Alfreds already. But there's only been yeah. like two Uncle Ben's, right? Do you think we'll ever reach that no, I see what you're saying. point? We're going to reach Uncle Ben saturation? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. will be, but as as much as those get saturated, Batman will keep having more and more Alfreds, right? Yeah. Batman and Spider-Man are going nowhere. There'll just be different iterations every 10 years. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think it's fine <laughs> just because like Alfred's not really a part of the backstory. I mean, he kind of is. Right? Whereas like... May or Ben are like super integral to the Spider-Man's backstory. Like you have to go over that stuff, like or or I don't know, like have have the character be around forever. Like, mm-hmm. what's well, more like Alfred's part of his the current story too? Not so much. I mean, he is the backstory, but it's more about current, right? Like, yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. You don't to need to know who Alfred is to understand who Batman is. Like, that's, that's I guess that's my no. point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Scott number two. Uh, number two is a movie I saw as a kid um, in theaters. Uh, Uncle Buck, uh, John Candy, uh, the kind of hapless, kind of uh, lackluster family member, uncle, brother, mm-hmm. um, who, who gets his shit together uh, to kind of help out his his nieces and nephew um and, and kind of um you know become a better person by the end of it and it's john hughes stuff so yeah uncle buck and he makes big pancakes <laughs> you know i've only seen that movie once and i was as a kid and i didn't like it that much so maybe we should watch it again yeah all right alex number one my number one is uncle scrooge i love ducktales oh, growing God damn up it and uh, oh. Uncle Scrooge was uh, the best because he turned his life around. Those three ghosts really taught him a lesson. And yeah, he took his <laughs> he took his nephews off on adventures and treasure hunting and stuff. And he just got richer. <sighs> Let me ask you this. So I thought of him. I also thought of Donald Duck. Like, who is the father of Huey, Dewey and Louie? Because they go, what you going, Uncle Donald? They call him Uncle too. I yeah. think I think we might be in another uh, James Bond <laughs> Jr. situation. Yeah. <laughs> They're so I was big, trying to remember if Uncle Sc- if Scrooge was their uncle or not. I'm like, I, th- I was pretty sure it was, but I wasn't. I think positive. I think Uncle Scrooge is Donald's uncle, so they just call him Uncle though. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. he's like he's be like their great uncle technically. Yeah, I think so. We still don't know who their parents are. No, though. no. 
They were eaten by Scar or something. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's a good one. God, I want to swim in his money. Yeah. With my number one dime. <laughs> that was terrible. All right. <laughs> uh, my number one, <laughs> I had to do Star Wars. I had to do Uncle Owen. Yeah. But it put it over the top. Episode one of Obi-Wan Kenobi, seeing what, what he's doing, trying to protect Luke and do it all what he's doing. Spoiler alerts. Um, I haven't, I'm not caught up, so I don't know if he's in more episodes yet. But in the first episode, I really liked what he did there. And Yeah, good yeah, clapback. He's, uh, he's kind of a yeah. dick. Yeah. Well, he was a dick in the New Hope, too, but. Yeah. I told you uh, to forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better have those droids working. It'll be a hell to It'll pay. It'll be hell to pay. Um, all right, that's number one. Scott. He's just got too much of his father in him. <laughs> uh, number one uh, would be uh, Tyrion Lannister. Uh, oh, who another left- drunk uncle? Yeah, yes, another drunk uncle. If, uh, if if left to his devices, maybe he would have been able to straighten out. Uh, well, there's no way because Joffrey was a monster. But um, mm-hmm. he checks. He's able to keep his his monster nephew in check um, and save the kingdom. Um, and uh, like you get to do a little more on that in the books, and I, I, it's been a while since I've read them, but I think the other kids like Tyrion also, so he actually is like a cool uncle to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's like not a dick to the kids though, which is more than you can say for just about every character in the <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. So yeah, Tyrion. Yeah, he was on my list. I bumped him out for. Um... Uncle Bob, but <laughs> Uncle uh, Bob, <laughs> yeah, because in the show, I don't, I don't, I didn't get very far in the books. In the show, there was like that one scene where it's very early on because that's when the Lannisters are actually in Winterfell. God, I can't remember the oh, names yeah. now. And um, they're in the breakfast, and it's like the, I think it might be episode two because they're wondering what happened with Bran, and I heard the boy might survive or something like that. And then, but he's teasing the kids, and he's eating, and he's and he's talking all Randy and everything. Randy, Jesus, he's talking. All <laughs> yeah, <all>. baby. <laughs> yeah. He's saying a bunch of stuff, Ron and then Cersei's like, "The kids don't need to hear your filth." And he's like, you know, raising his eyebrows at him and making, yeah, he was fun, Uncle. And then, yeah, he slaps Joffrey around a lot. So I appreciate that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. in the show, does he give them the, the like, the blueprints for the the Hodor basket? Because in the books, he does that. Oh, yeah, that's before, right. Before he leaves Winterfell, uh, he's like, here, you can use this. Like, can, can, just how to bake this thing that Hodor can carry around Bran on. He, he, no, but he gives them, it's the same principle. He gives them a saddle so that he can ride a horse. Okay. Like a okay. Bran can ride a horse. That and yeah, it's just, and he comes back and uh, what's his fit? Rob is really cold to him and everything. And um, or it's on his way back through after he went to the wall and he came back or something. I think that in the in the show, I think that's what it is. He leaves Winterfell, he goes to the wall, and then when he comes back, at that point, Ned's already been arrested and everything, and. He's treated very coldly, but he provides the saddle to Bran mm-hmm. or instructions. It's been a while. It's been a while. All right. Any other? Lunch. I had Donald Duck and Uncle Tyrion, so. Uh, I'm looking at my movie collection right now. <laughs> See if there's uh, any uncles in there. In uh, Futurama. Oh. 
Uncle Bilbo. Oh yeah, technically an uncle. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Damn it! I was trying. To, I always, I always go to my main sources, and I couldn't think of an uncle in that. But you're right. Yeah, that's a good pull, Alex. Um, uh, Zoidberg's uncle in Futurama, Harold <laughs> Zoid. He's good. Yeah. Legendary Harold Zoid. <laughs> It's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So ESPN Online is asking a very important question. Hard-hitting question. This sounds tough. What is it? Who can and cannot win the 2022 U.S. Open? Mm. I can't. I cannot. Can you guys? I'm guessing people... Non tennis players can't win. Or but which U.S. Open? Yeah, which sport? <laughs> that is a very good question. Yeah, because we could be talking about golf too. Huh? <laughs> golf, tennis. Yeah. Is it like boating? Um, it's probably a bunch of like, it's probably like archery or something. I don't know, like bowling. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bowling open. Uh, Are yeah. you kidding me? A tennis <laughs> Who do you player? think you are? I am. A tennis player or a golf player, I'm guessing, is someone who can win. I think it's it's probably, if it's on topic, I think it's golf because it's always on Father's Day. Father's Day weekend, I believe. One of the big golf tournaments, Father's right, Day right. weekend. And oh, then that's so coming up. I feel like they just had the, the French Open for tennis, too. So I don't know how close the Ooh, and, and U.S. Open is. U.S. is Labor Day weekend. Uh, I know, I know Wimbledon is over the summer at some point. I mean Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah, nice. Yeah, U.S. Open to end of summer. Um, oh, it's probably is this because what is this, Alex? You know the answer. Is this because of these guys that are leaving to go play in the the, the Saudi league or whatever, and now they can't play in the tours? Is um, that what this is about, or no? Or do you even ha- not have an idea? No, the picture is a guy holding a club. Okay. <laughs> well, the answer is that. Yeah, so I know a little tennis. about it, but. Supposedly, these some of these guys are leaving the tour to play uh, in this Saudi league. That's like paying big bucks. Oh and yeah, then, wasn't there a British thing also earlier in the year? I thought I ran across something like that. I don't know. And then because they're leaving the the PGA tour, then they're saying, "Well, you can't come and play in the big national mm. invitation." <laughs> well, or if you go play like with that. him, you can't play over here. So I don't know. It might be that's what you're they're talking about, but. I'm not sure. That's crazy because it, it would be kind of a controversy if, or a larger one anyway, because a lot of these tournaments, like how, I don't, I don't know, at least for like the masters, like if you've ever won the masters, you, you have a permanent invite to future ones. Like, but yeah, I don't know how like the U S open works in that regard. Well, it might not be Will Zelatoris because according to this, he has gained more strokes per round than anyone, and I don't know why he's not in the hospital. Mm. <laughs> he should yeah, be. Gaining strokes field, is yeah. not good in golf, just like in real life. Yeah, so two point two point five four a tournament. That seems like a lot of strokes. Eighty strokes is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pull, pull the record, Jeff. This is usually when you eject. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. I've been waiting for it for a while. No, you guys swim in this mess. <laughs> phrasing? Are we doing phrasing? Phrasing. It's time for Neem News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. 
Okay, uh, so trying to keep this brief. Uh, I am all caught up on Obi Wan. Uh, what about you guys? I just haven't seen tonight's episode. Yeah, I okay. haven't seen tonight's episode. I actually passed you guys up. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, just just general thoughts on the series. Not spoiling anything. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm enjoying this. You know, it's, it's not saying much, but I, I am enjoying this more than Book of Boba Fett. Um, I. I like what what uh, what you McGregor's doing here with the with the going back to the character again, um, some cool stuff. Um, I don't know how I feel about some of the retconning. Uh, mm. I'm I'm not as but again I'm not as entrenched and meshed in it as as maybe you guys are. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're we're already up to episode five. Uh, and I, 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 how many episodes of this are there, Jeff? I think you six. The six. Okay, so yeah, we're in the yeah, penultimate. Six. Yeah, uno mas. Uno mas. So yeah, um, I didn't do a uh, Patreon episode this week because I hated episode four. Really? La- last week's, so I was not a fan of it. Um, oh, really? Yeah. A little. Uh, Little couple snow speeders just drop in there and destroy a whole base, and it is yeah. That was it. Was like really? Can they even float like that? And even if they could, I think I saw a bunch of Tie Fighters just hanging there in that Mm. that show. Are you gonna get Tie Fighters and follow them out of here? You gonna do something here? Um, Oh, whatever. I mean, that that was more than that, but that was just the last thing. And I'm I'm just happy to see Ice Cube Junior getting some work. (laughs) There you go. Mm -hmm. So, so there's but in general, the, I'm liking the show. Just that last one kind of stunk. Hopefully, this one's better. Number five. Well, we should still do an episode on it. You can vent. I will. So, what I wanted to do is we'll just do a double episode. We'll do four and five together. Ooh, okay, a little a little bittersweet going on. A little sweet and sour chicken. Well, it depends <laughs> if five's good. It could be double bitter. Oh, dang! <laughs> bitter beer know. face. Sweet and sour chicken. <laughs> uh. Moving on to other Disney Plus things. Uh, so the second episode of Ms. Marvel oh, is, the- at, is out as of this recording. Uh, yeah, watched, I haven't I've, seen that yet. Uh, I have. I, I did watch the, the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's still too early to tell, like, where I'd place it amongst the, the MCU TV shows yet. Uh, there, there are some things they're doing with the show that I really, really like, though. Um, they're doing some really cool stuff with... Um, I, I don't describe it with some of the stuff going on in the background to make it look like a comic book. Yeah, motion um, graphics. Yeah, like they're, they're having a lot of fun with that, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. I love the soundtrack to this. Uh, I know, so, so super cool. Good. Um, I I like the the actress uh, Iman. Uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, but the, the girl playing Kamala Khan. Is, is pretty good. She, she, she kind of brings a, a energy that's kind of similar to, to Tom Holland, but, but she's like putting her own spin on it, I guess, you know, as the mm-hmm. only other resident, like teenage <laughs> Marvel hero, really. Yeah. Um, you know, again, one episode in, uh, there's, um, not too much to, to talk about just yet. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did enjoy it overall. So, um, it's not like I wasn't going to watch the whole thing anyways, but, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm How long are the episodes? Um, the first one anyway. 
I, I these hour long, I, I, half an hour long. I think it was somewhere in between. I don't okay. remember. Um, but uh, yep, that's uh, looking forward to the to the next episode here. Um, and then before you, before you move away from Miss Marvel, just real quick, I love how in the uh, when they go to the Marvel Con, the little makeshift convention that they have, you see a lot of like Guardians of the Galaxy cosplay and everything, and it's like, how would they know who they are? It's like, oh, but they probably saw them in like video feeds and recording and stuff like that. Yeah, they they always. I, I feel like they've always kind of hand waved that stuff where it was like. Mm-hmm. That somehow it, the, the the idea is like that. I think everybody saw that battle somehow. <laughs> like yeah. like there's I mean, footage of it that people have seen somehow, so everybody's aware. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the the implication. Um. So so yeah, that's how they would know uh, about like kind of went down there. Mm-hmm. What, what I happened. really what I really love is this was a blink and you miss it thing, and they have a T-shirt of Groot. But instead of, you know, I am Groot because nobody would know, technically, nobody would know his name or that he's called Groot. It just says Baby Tree. <laughs> so yeah, I've got to go back and watch that episode to see if there's any more merch like that, if there's just vague descriptions. Yeah, no, I did. I, I did love they don't know their names the, the convention. But they, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that, I was thinking that would be a fun thing in real life. <laughs> if they if there was something like kind of like that, um, yeah, obviously we'd have the same impact because people are showing up to that. We're like, oh, it's, everybody's real, you know, everything's real there. That's um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, good stuff. Um, finally, the uh, well, not finally, second last thing here, uh, Black Adam trailer. Uh, I think there was a teaser before the. I don't know if it was an updated trailer or maybe just a shorter one, uh, but there's a there's a Black Adam trailer down or out now with the the Rock starring as the, the titular Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of I almost said DC's answer to Superman, but it's still DC. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it should be interesting. This is supposed to be a, a super powerful character, like. He's part of like Shazam's rogues gallery more than Superman's, right? Yes, he's like uh, kind of like the opposite, right. like a mirror image, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, he's supposed to be like overall in the in the comics. I think he's supposed to be more of an antihero than a, than a straight villain. Although he's probably played that role at, at points. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we'll see in the movie here. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what what DC does with this because you know they they really haven't gotten super murdery <laughs> and not have it been like a comedy with like like suicide squad or, or harley quinn or something like that um yeah so we'll, we'll again i'm curious to see like how dark they they make this character um as far as like him killing people or not i'm guessing they they do like a it's it's gonna be like a terminator 2 thing where <laughs> somebody mm-hmm. gets to him is like killing people's bad uh but we'll see uh, they, they, it is taking place like in in Egypt. Like I feel like Marvel beating with a punch with uh, Moon Knight on this one. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like that region of the world is getting a lot of run recently with that. Like Death on the Nile, um, the the next latest Hercule Poirot uh, movie. So 
Um, I forget when this comes out, but it looks all right. Like I said, if you yeah. haven't seen the trailer, um, give it give it a gander. Uh, finally, again, this is this is June. This is the uh, video game news month, and over the weekend, uh, Microsoft Bethesda, we're also technically Activision Blizzard now, mm-hmm. um, had their their thing uh, Sunday morning, and uh, some cool things come out of that. Uh, they, they had more footage of Starfield. Oh, that um, looks so fucking cool. So, it, it, you know, what do I want? I want like Fallout in space. Although they seem to be playing this much straighter. Um, it seems like much more like yeah. hardcore kind of sci-fi, but based more on reality. So like all the suits and stuff look more like like early sci-fi functional than, yeah, than kind puppy. of... Kind of like space punk or whatever, I guess. I don't know how to describe yeah. it. Uh, puppy suits. Yeah. Um, they, they said a couple of cool things, like there was going to be like a thousand planets. You can customize your own ship and fly it around. Um, I really hope there is some like deep customization. Because if you could be like, it's oh, you, like you, you can just do like four things to change your ship up. It's not going to be that exciting. You um, didn't see the demo? They So I watched the footage during the Microsoft pre- presentation. I don't know okay. if they should more of like there being like hundreds of customizations or something like that. Like, or yeah, you they, have like wildly different shapes for your ship or anything like that. I don't know. Oh, they didn't show. Okay. Cause I did, I, I saw it from the Bethesda had their own like little showcase. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And they had a, a huge the, thing. What was that? Of uh gameplay. That was me. Sorry. Not, customization, not only of ships, but of your character. And it seems like it's, wild if half of that ends up in the final product i'll be super happy well i I wonder if they're gonna do with the customer characterization like they did with uh outer worlds where you just never see your character so it's not a big deal (laughs) well it actually it looks like it (laughs) but uh, i mean they had some gameplay where it was third person you were walking around but all all the shooting action was first person so who knows it's the same thing in the have you played Cyberpunk, Alex? Yeah. Okay. I like that game. Like, yeah, you pretty much never see your character in that either. Like, I know. Unless you go like, away to, like, take a picture of yourself or look in a mirror or something. Yeah, like, I, I looked in the mirror every once in a while. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's what I look like. <laughs> uh, I got some nice boobies. <laughs> so so there was that. Uh, it was interesting. Um, a lot of, like, FPSs that are space horror shooters... <laughs> which isn't yeah that's new the thing, thing. That seems, seems like everybody's doubling down on it. yeah so it's so a lot of that um what was that one that looked really cool with like a tv camera gun oh yeah i i, I forget the name of that one but that one well yeah it was like robots yeah uh that know. seemed pretty cool that to me was the most interesting one besides you know starfield yeah, yeah for they, different reasons there there was some kind of breaking like breaking news i guess you'd call it world premiere they kept was the tag for it during the show, but uh, they introduced a new character for Overwatch Two. Um, so finally, like they they're gonna have the Junker Queen. Um, so you you hear her talk on the the Junker level. Um, she has like a is it a shotgun? It's like a like a sawed off or something. I, I I couldn't like some kind of gun she had in one hand and like a. Like a some kind of blade in the other. Mm. She was like a combo melee uh, 
like shooting person. The shooty slashy. Yeah. So I I didn't see any actual gameplay, but, but um, yeah, it's cool that they're showing a new character for that. Um, they said something weird about being the game being free to play, so I don't know what that means for Watch Two. Yeah, so we'll see. But the but beta in October, I think, is what they said. Uh, I think don't they didn't they say that that was going to be like for the multiplayer, anybody could play. But if you bought know. like uh, a copy of Overwatch Two, then you'd get all the first, uh, not the first, but all the uh, single player story stuff. All those I guess, campaigns. Guess that makes sense. Um, That's yeah. what I always thought. Okay. Uh, either way, um, it'd be be nice if the uh, you know whenever that comes out, to hopefully there's enough interest, uh, enough people are playing to make it worth it again. Like people that I played with, I should say, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, don't have a whole lot of interest in going solo. Um, and then finally. Uh, they announced the the final Diablo Four class, which is Necromancer. Yeah, big surprise. Yeah, big surprise. I wasn't following all that closely. I'll probably play Diablo Four whenever that comes out. I still haven't finished Diablo Three. Three, if the the port on the Switch is great, if you can get it on that. No, we played a little bit at lunch. On the Switch, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I have it for the for my Xbox. One, I mean, what, what so. I mean, any any really console, the porting is good, but uh, yeah, just felt felt good on the the, the Switch. But I guess it's like a <laughs> like a fifteen year old game now, so I'd hope it would yeah yeah port well. Um, so yeah, then the, the other other various news, uh, like like Persona coming to Xbox. Uh, oh so. yeah, cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, I anyways, see, the, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, so I said I wanted to keep this quick, so I lied. But um, I'm done. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there, Alex. By the way, yeah. Uh, Alex, anything you wanted to go over? Uh, nope. I was just going to talk about Starfield. That looks awesome. Yeah, definitely. I, I was super bummed when they do a barrel roll. When they they <laughs> decided to. Or they made the announcement that it was going to be pushed back because, like, all along they they were saying like September or September, November eleventh, like pencil it in, and then nope. So well, pencil's not, have eraser, Scott. Not yes, I guess so. <laughs> uh, not so can't can't be too surprised. On the one hand, yes, I would always rather have like a better product when it's released that that still doesn't dampen my disappointment though. Like, so. <laughs> There, there are. It was like the same thing happened with the cyberpunk. Yes, I know. Delayed and delayed I remember. Delayed. Yeah, I probably bitched about it endlessly on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I um, did it in my veins. I did. <laughs> uh, I did. I spent like a whole Christmas break on the game. Uh, it was glorious. Uh, anyway, um, Jeff, anything you want to go over? Or let's ask some more Starfield stuff. Nope. Um, not much for me. I. Um, one review i saw top gun maverick um pretty good it's you know i love the first movie so much that it's kind of hard for that but i i enjoyed it and uh, without getting into spoilers it's it leans heavy into remember you have to know you know remember stuff from the first well i've been saying all along that if if there's not like an extremely homoerotic beat scene when i playing some kind of sports ball 
Yeah. Not, did they hang dong? Well, Scott, you will be disappointed. All right. Yeah. Alex, you might be disappointed. Oh. I don't remember if there was any dong hanging. Um, but yeah. It was, it's fun. Um, ridiculous, but fun. What else? I think I saw something else, but no, I don't remember. I, I Just going off of what I've seen in the trailers, Jeff. Um, like the Early on in, in the trailer, they've been showing he flies right between two of the jets. And I was like, isn't that what fucking got Goose killed in the first movie? Uh, kind of, sort of. Kinda. I mean, I mean, I don't, okay, this flying through the jets, I don't know. I mean, there's a, the action's like amped up a lot in this movie. So yeah, I, that kind of happens a lot. But yeah, I mean, just what's his face? Iceman is kind of cut in front of him and he flew, flew through his jet wash, right? Or whatever. It wasn't like, so I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know the physics of, <laughs> of yeah of jet fighters is. Well, there's a lot more crazy fights and stuff in, in this, and um, <laughs> Do they, yeah, I mean the old cast. There really isn't. I mean the only without well, spoiling it. So Tom Cruise is there. Maybe there's a couple other cameos show up here and there. But it's Ooh. you know it's about all these movies now that are from our generation. It's okay. Here's the old guys, but now let's bring in the new guard, right? So you have like Miles Teller and other people playing the things. different characters and stuff and. Um. So, so you're saying, Jeff? He does at some point. He does like the the move from Hot Shots, where he, <laughs> he, uses, he uses his wings to slap down the other plane. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Jennifer Con- Connelly's in this. She's pretty good. She's still looking pretty great. Like her and Tom Cruise are on the same vampire regime. I think. <laughs> Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was fun. I recommend if you like the first Top Gun and you're our, you know, our age. Even if you're not, I heard all the young kids now are shaving their mustaches to look like Miles Teller in this, which is ridiculous. It's awful. I mean, that's my mustache when I shave it. So uh, nice. trust me, it's not good. Goddamn millennials! <laughs> I don't even think it's millennials at this point. Gen, it's, Gen, it's Gen Z, <laughs> Gen Y. Damn. Um, Damn generation worse than, than our generation. <laughs> uh, that's it for that. And then oh, there was one other thing, but I can't remember. So <laughs> it was a piece of tech that I got. And I don't remember. You, you haven't seen uh, Jurassic Park yet, right, Joe? No, but see that we were going to go see that. We actually made a reservation and then the reviews were so bad. <laughs> you you bailed. Like, ah, let's not do it. And they ended up going car shopping. Too, so we didn't do it, but uh, yeah. movie got canceled, so we just bought a car. It was the night before, we're just like, This sucks, let's not get a let's not go watch the movie. And then, meanwhile, Laura's been like combing all of Southern California for this car, and then some people started responding, so it ended up working out. But yeah, okay, yeah, I'll go see Jurassic Park eventually. I just was not ready for it, it just seemed awful. <laughs> By ready, you mean like you gotta lube up first. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm waiting for now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it just looks so bad. Yeah, I mean, the other ones are bad too. I've been watching, like, re- people are going back and reviewing the old ones. And I'm like, yeah, like, I kind of like Lost World. I hated Jurassic Park 3. I did like Jurassic World. Domin- I hated the last yeah, one. Yeah, Dominion Runner was awful. Dominion is the new one. Fallen Kingdom Fall- was the Okay, second. sorry, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, whatever, the second one with Chris Pratt, yeah. Yeah. You want to go Fallen Kingdom with me? 
Well, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I think there was some Disney news I wanted to share, but I don't know. Okay, well, the one thing Disney news, I guess they're trying to get people are finally speaking up more and Disney's kind of caving that they're going to start having other characters show up in Galaxy's Edge besides canon characters. So, like, not just Rey and Chewbacca and Kylo Ren. Kit Fisto, so damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they should. I don't... What the fuck? But uh, what's Boba Fett and... Um, oh, what was his right arm, right hand lady's name? Uh, Fennec Shan. Yeah, Fennec Shan. Yeah, so I heard those two are kind of roaming around now. So I don't understand. Just freaking put Darth Vader there, put Stormtroopers there, put Ewoks there, put, <laughs> yeah, Kit Fisto there, put yeah. Imperial, or like, Roger Roger, put Gungans. Like, it's you owe this property. You paid billions of dollars for it. These characters people like, and just, I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, get like, Hux in there. D- Disney can make a killing <laughs> if they... Here's what they do. Okay. They they let people pay them, pay Disney, money mm-hmm. to like... To Cosplay? Like, yes. <laughs> well, I was thinking more of like just kids. They just throw kids <laughs> in Ewok outfits and just like, all right, kid, you're an Ewok for the day. And just, just walk around. And the people would pay yeah, Disney the kid, that. The kid thinks fine. I just don't think you want cosplayers <laughs> no, no, you being don't. around other people's children. No, yeah, nope. Which I guess is why they don't allow you to dress like characters in the park. You can like kind of be like that, but you can't be too similar because you don't want kids coming up to them. And yeah, I thought this is okay. Last thing, and this is just me brainstorming here on if you want to keep stuff in continuity in the park, like why not maybe have like this would get even more money. Like during the year, the park changes. Okay, it's the prequel days at Galaxy's Edge. It's the uh, and just kind of change up the decorations a little bit. And okay, now you're just going to have... Because it's a planet. The yeah. Millennium Falcons presumably could have been there through all... Could have been there through the prequels. And we know it's there through the other two movies. So, like, why can't you do that? And then if you were really good, make the ride change based on the era. So, it's... You're not getting whatever the stupid coaxium is. You're getting Tauntaun juice or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The only thing that doesn't work there is the Rise of the Resistance ride. It's very specific. So, like, yeah. if you could somehow reskin that instead of Rise the, you know, it's instead of Kylo being the bad guy, it's Darth Vader. And instead of it's Darth <laughs> Vader being the bad guy, it's Darth Maul. Like, I don't know. You could do something like that. Yeah. I mean, Go on a mission with Ponda Baba. Yeah. And Dr. Evazens. <laughs> but that would be cool if they just kind of decorated it. Yeah, instead of stormtroopers walking around, you have droids. I don't know how that would really work for the prequels because you can't probably do that, but. I don't know. I think that would be cool. Otherwise, just throw them all out there. Who cares? It's like freaking. You don't care about what the princess is. It's like, oh, this Snow White's castle is right next to Cinderella. Is next to Peter Pan. Like, no, who cares? Do it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of droids, and this is over at the Marvel's Avengers campus. But did you guys see that video of the Spider-Man droid hitting the wall? Yeah. <laughs> no. That was nuts. Yeah. Like, I've seen it before, and it's super cool, the way that yeah. the animatronic flies in the air, does the flip and everything. It's pretty awesome. But this time, yeah, something went wrong. <laughs> you can see the wire that it snapped loose from Spider-Man's hands, and uh, I won't spoil it. Just look it up. 
Okay. It's pretty good. No, it's actually we could talk about because so yeah, there's a flying animatronic as part of a little stunt show, and he goes flying through and he lands in a net behind backstage or whatever. But at this time, yeah, something went wrong and he ended up hitting the side of the building, and it kind of like collapsed. But apparently, it was meant to do like they have that contingency built in, so it's like breakaway, like uh, side of the building. It was back up and running within an hour. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I thought that the engineering there was pretty cool. Yeah. They're like. They must know that it can't catastrophically fail in a way that it launches it into the crowd. That's the only thing. Like, how do you this giant robot spider man's gonna they just must have it so like no matter how we launch this, the physics don't it's not even possible for it to veer in that mm-hmm. direction. Or there's some kind of anti-ground missile launching system <laughs> that'll blow it up if it happens to that. But uh, um yeah, so yeah, apparently, and it's not even, it's happened before, I guess not as epically, where it, it clipped the top or something, and mm. they just, those things are break away, and they just put new ones back in, and yeah, they didn't, they were, and it kind of works for the character, like, the whole time he's all, like, if you hear his noises behind him, he's, like, tripping over stuff. Yeah, he's like, so, oh, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, it's all, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> so you can have a playoff, like, yeah, it was a bad. Yeah, have the guy, <laughs> uh, the guy in the spider suit just limping back on <laughs> onto the yeah. stage, going, oh, okay, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, that's all I got. All right. I'll watch like Obi-Wan good. tonight or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Mm-hmm.